Hello, welcome to Tales from the Albright, a podcast by the Scranton Public Library. Today we are continuing on our histories of the other libraries in Lackawanna County. And today we are at Valley Community Library with Danielle and Fawn. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Danielle Karwaski. I'm the Adult Services Clerk here at the library. Hi, I'm Fawn Contreras. I am the Head of Youth Services here at the Valley Library. Do you want to tell me some of the history of the Valley Community Library, how it got started, who were major players in the area? Um, I know when I looked in the Scranton papers, there wasn't a ton of information, and it was mainly because as far as I could tell, there were a couple different names for the Valley Community Library before it got officially established. Oh yes, so the library first originally opened in December 15, 1985 in the former Wilson Fire Company in the Blakely Borough building. It was a little bit of a combo. Like the firehouse section of the building was totally renovated to create a library. They transformed two big garage bays and the upstairs meeting room into the library and they left the former half like the Blakely Borough building for quite a while as Borough building and eventually the library took over the whole building. Yeah, so for the start off, it, the library was originally called the Mid Valley Library, but as the the time they saw that it didn't represent the entire area, so there was actually a contest to figure out the name. For the, a bunch of people were able to enter in what they wanted to name the library mm-hmm. to make it seem more unified in the whole area, and Luann Mariani actually won the naming contest, and the library was officially named the Interborough United Districts Library. Yes, and I know I, when I was looking at the newspapers, they had the photo of all of the people with her from when she won the naming contest. Yes. <laughs> I think it's yes. fun to still see Innerboro mm-hmm. on, stamped on some of the older books that oh. we have. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it makes me wonder if like we have some books that were like the original set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I know like the whole collection that started off with 2,000 books. And it was got, got in from like book drives, from like new used books, from like just local area residents, publishing houses, different, other fellow Lackawanna County Library System members. And uh, Scarsdale, New York Women's Club ran a big project called Operation Bookshelf to help get us our original collection. Did they have another naming competition to change it from Innerborough to Valley? And yeah. when did that happen? Not that I know of. I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if there was, I imagine it was just kind of like, they were like, you're in a valley here. <laughs> and it was more of like a unified, like overall name. I wonder. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I couldn't find out anything. Yeah. yeah. Was library name changed when this building was built? Yes. Or yeah, before? Yeah. When the building was built, yeah. So they okay. changed it from like Interborough to Valley. Mm-hmm. I like oh. Valley so much more. Yeah. yeah. Interborough, that, that was a long name. <laughs> Impressive. I, yes. yeah. I feel like it's very concise now. And what was that move like to the building now? Yeah, so the old library only had about 30,000 books, and it was only 4,000 square feet. So to move everything with the new library from like 4,000 square feet, we had 12,000 square feet for the new building. So when all the books were moved, the library looked very vacant because there was just so much more room to grow the collection. It's like really overwhelming, but like surprising. Yeah, and I imagine with more space, it's more ability to kind of get organized with things in their own section. Like, children have their own section, and then just helps spread things out. Because I just know from, like, smaller quarters with less materials tends to mean everyone's on top of each other. (laughs) 
Oh yes, like I've seen like some old photos and like they're like the whole collection they're just like trying to like pull out a book from the shelves. It looked like almost impossible like yeah. to try to get it all squished, but try to get as much of a collection to be able to get out to people as possible. Um, and what year did you open here? In 2004. Oh. We're really close to celebrating 20 years here. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Are you in the works for plans for the 20-year celebration or not yet? Not yet, <laughs> no, but we really should be starting soon because that's a big celebration. We've yeah. been here for a while. I know um, when I was talking with some people at Scranton saying it was coming up here, one of the people that work in circulation was talking about how she remembers the move and how I guess they had like kids help it was just like a whole line of like passing books down the street just to get them all in here <laughs> i can see that yes. happening that's very cute yeah <laughs> especially it's really not that entirely far if you built the human chain yeah definitely be possible yeah i thought that was a fun little fun fact that I got. so i know the library is very ingrained in the community up here. My cousin lives over in Peckville. They're always over here. How did it become so ingrained in the community and established in the area? It was told by a previous director, Mary Barna, that the library was kind of started off as a small take and leave in the borough mm -hmm. building. So like the whole concept of the library was starting to glow. And then a board was created and they wanted to establish it. And to be like to be able to first get like funding, like we couldn't just say, oh yes, we wanted a library mm -hmm. and then automatically get funding for it. It had to be established as a library to even join the Lackawanna County library system. So to get that, there was a big door-to-door -door fundraising campaign that they literally went door-to-door -door asking at home Hopefully everyone like donate a dollar or two dollars, mm -hmm. any little amount of money they could. And there was a big mail solicitation to all different businesses and banks to try to get the word out to see if we could grow a little by little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of the library I've been to, that's the story. It, it's very a homegrown community. Everyone's very invested in it. And that's how they become established in the communities and develop into the mm -hmm. libraries that they are today. And then with the community, you have the Gino Murley room. Do you want to discuss how that came about? Right when like we're creating the new library here on River Street, um, Gino Murley's widow Mary and son Dr. Gino Murley, they wanted a place where they could showcase like the Medal of Honor and everything that wasn't in a private location so anyone would be able to see it and learn about veterans and mm -hmm. Gino Murley in particular. So the Gino Murley room currently resides the Congressional Medal of Honor earned by Gino Murley when he helped his army unit halt an attack by advancing German troops during World War II, as long as a lot of others' awards from being overseas and what he's done for the community and the country. The room itself is beautiful. It has a stunning custom carpet. So we don't allow food and drink in there. <laughs> um, and I know when we have students come, we like to show off the room so that mm -hmm. they can look at the newspapers and see the uniform and the pictures. So mm -hmm. it's always a very popular highlight of the yeah. library. Mm -hmm. And it, I feel like it's very unique. It's not every day or every town that has somebody who's won a Congressional Medal of Honor. And so it's really great for the community to be able to come here and see that and interact with history in a way that I feel like often isn't highlighted as often anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's really great to have like an own little mini museum here so mm -hmm. like everyone could come and learn different things. Like you read books on history, but then you get to see it live. 
I know when I've been to different libraries in Scranton, they tend to have a friends group or a supporting group that helps them um, through the years and helps get funds for the library. Does Valley have one? Oh yes, the Valley Library has been having a friends group ever since second year of the library back in 1986. Like since then, like the volunteer group, they have helped suggest programs for the library and help even like run children's story hour. Like as at the start, of, there was only one librarian. So they helped fill in and everything and kept raising money to get the library everything possible. And they still help us today. Um, yeah, we wouldn't be able to operate well without our friends group. They help us with our book sale and get us at different odds and ends that we need to keep on operating. What is currently going on? What have you been working on? What's plans that are going for moving forward? So what? Here at Valley, we are doing in April for Earth Month community cleanups. And mm-hmm. this is something that we started last year uh, where we partner with the NEPA Sierra Club mm-hmm. along with other area organizations to really build on that sense of community where we get to uplift another organization during the cleanup, invite the public out, and get outside of just the library mm-hmm. because the libraries aren't just the four walls that we're in. Or, well, I mean, we have more than that. We're very <laughs> an odd shape. <laughs> but um, libraries are part of the community, so we like to get out mm-hmm. there and do our part in the community as well. So we do uh, community cleanups. And we do a litter study with those. So this spring we have 17 events coming up. And that's throughout Lackawanna County. We're Mm -hmm. really excited to be partnering with many of the Lackawanna County Library System libraries um, to do that along with many other organizations. And we have story times. We have teen sewing that we do. We have a multi-generational chess night. Mm -hmm. What else? We have our summer that we're working on planning, so that's yeah, so a lot. A lot of more exciting, fun things for all ages. We're still in the works, but like for other than like things for kids, we have adult programs too, such as genealogy club to learn about your ancestors. You can learn all different types of crafts. There's always a different craft each month going by. Sometimes it's painting, sometimes more like sculpting or creating all different types of art. It's always different Mm -hmm. so it's always fun to be on the lookout for that. There's also different like needlework clubs, either cross stitch and embroidery or knitting crochet to come up with new creations and share what you want to learn and what, even if you're new or you're newer to the craft, have been doing it for years, there's always something to learn and share and just chit chat and have fun. We also have lots like basic drawing 101 groups so we can learn how to draw or even like just started a creative writing workshop so you learn how to create writing work and get started on that. And we also have a outdoor garden uh, that is a garden maze so we're excited to have a gardening club mm-hmm. this summer. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so like even if you wanted to start your own garden at home, we have a seed library too mm-hmm. that you're able to check out seeds to figure out. So you could come here and learn how to garden and take it up home with you. Yeah, we have a wide variety <laughs> yes. of programs, and I think our staff here is very diverse in our areas of expertise. Mm-hmm. Danielle is our history buff and genealogy expert, and amazing with teaching people how to use technology. Mm-hmm. And then. Garen, who works circulation, he, anytime that somebody's talking about movies, I don't watch a lot of 
movies, so yeah. I'm like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go get you somebody. Yeah. Movies, TV shows, classic literature. Yeah. Go to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we all have our little niche, which makes it special. So yeah. we, we don't, eat, either one of us has like the same kind of things. Yeah. So it gives okay. it variety. And I like that we were able, like, we know who to direct people to mm-hmm. with, oh, I had the perfect person for you. Let me go <laughs> yeah. get them. <laughs> so that's really awesome. And you were talking about the moves and moving different spaces. And even in the short time that I've been here, four years, we've had a lot of different changes in the library. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how much that one move we moved was it three rows of books yeah it was like three rows of like by our window area to like make more space so we could like sit by the window and enjoy mm-hmm. yeah itself. yeah so it was three rows of large print and biographies that we moved to a different section of the library and it was a small adjustment it was a huge undertaking <laughs> But the difference in the area made it so much more versatile. Mm-hmm. And now we have a board game collection that is new within the past year and a half. And we have a large seating area. So board games and chess club and everything like that has a lot more space. Our young adult area was just painted. And now it has a chalkboard and new seating for the teens there. That makes it a really welcoming, comfy area. Mm-hmm for teens to hang out and read and have our teen programs. Mm-hmm. You know, even just study. Like, it's perfect for, like, so many kids yeah. come after school to review their things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. So I, I like that the libraries are ever-evolving mm-hmm. within our communities. Mm-hmm. And what is your favorite thing about the Valley Library? Oh, <laughs> my favorite thing. I've been coming here, like, as a patron for years before I even got the job mm-hmm. here. And I loved how welcoming the library was. It was the first time that I joined a book club Mm -hmm. as a patron. And then that was dipping my toes in the water outside of bringing my kids to story time. I got to go to book club. And then from there, come and see a craft. And, oh, I think you might like this. Mm -hmm. And then I got involved with the friends group. And it's just been a perpetual pulling people in like (laughs) the library pulls people in and you get so involved in everything and now I work here and I am here every day still (laughs) even on my days off I often still bring the kids to programs Mm -hmm. and fundraising I I love the library there is not one single thing Mm -hmm. that that is like the thing it's Mm -hmm. the entire atmosphere of the library I love, like, all the patrons, because like, there's so many books and so many things to learn, but, like, I know I can never read them all or learn everything, so I love talking to everybody yeah. just that comes in and out of the library so I can learn more things, because everyone has so many different interests and so many skills, and, like, mm-hmm. I just learn just talking to everybody every day. It makes it very exciting to yeah. work here. Yeah. Is there anything that I missed that you want to talk about? Uh, we're really fortunate to have such an amazing fundraising committee, because... Libraries are in constant need of funding. This year, our fundraising is extremely important to us. So we have our annual Books Appetit fundraiser coming up. So we have raffle baskets throughout the library donated generously by the community. Uh, A lot of businesses and uh, patrons have donated beautiful baskets. And our Books Appetit event is a 21 and over event 
after hours at the library. So we close early and invite the public to join us um, for that event where you get to enjoy wine. Uh, I think we're featuring a brewery. So special drinks in the library along with food donated by local businesses, local restaurants that you get to eat and drink and chat with friends and meet new people and buy raffle tickets. The plans that I've heard sound fantastic. I'm really excited. We're going to have live music this year as well. So. Yeah, we're going to keep on trying to see how to make it bigger and better. We have more raffle prizes than I've seen since I've been working here. We have over like 70 raffle prizes, like generously donated by oh, wow. a bunch of different people, yeah. like different, different people and local businesses. Mm -hmm. so it's going to be a really big event. We're really looking forward to it. People do love raffle baskets, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and all of those details will be on your social media pages and I'm sure spread around, so people should keep an eye out for those. Yes. Once everything gets finalized. Oh, yes, yeah. We try to keep up keep up with our social media mm -hmm. pages so everyone knows exactly what's going on. Because, like, some things we planned way long in advance. Some things, you never know. We have opportunities. They come really fast as well. We also have yoga. Yeah, yoga with Mindy, yes. Like, so we have that. Like, we have outside people come in to mm -hmm. have different opportunities to do things. Sometimes it's just very sporadic more like so sometimes we get last minute opportunities mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people to join in learn yeah. to do things it all sounds fantastic though <laughs> so if you're up this way or any of these things sound interesting definitely come to the valley library well there's always different programs yeah yeah <laughs> the dino squad i've yeah, that squad, one yeah yeah, well, there's always more programs we can always talk about. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Programming. Programming is amazing here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have an awesome staff. And if people are interested in coming to a program or just stopping by, um, how can they contact the Valley Community Library? You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, visit the website at lclshome.org forward slash valley. Or give us a call at 570-489-1765 so we could answer your, any of your questions. Or just stop in and see us yes. at 739 River Street in Peckville. Well, thank you both for agreeing to be interviewed for the Tales for the Albright podcast. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to contact me at aloney at albright.org. That is A-L-O-N-E-Y at albright.org. Or feel free to call the Scranton Public Library at 570-348-3000, and we will be able to either help you with any of your questions, or if you have questions for the Valley Community Library, we can tell you how to get into contact with them. Um, thank you. Hey, thank you for having us. <laughs> thank you. Yeah.